What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. A staggering 378 police officers were shot in the line of duty last year in 2023. And this is one of um, the record high numbers that we have seen in law enforcement. And I read an article um, discussing this from the Epic Times. I'll go ahead and I'll leave the link down below for you. But it blows my mind because... Last year, I also remember thinking to myself, man, I've never seen so many law enforcement ambushes in my life. And, you know, with you, Clint, getting ready to go back out onto patrol and things like that, of course, um, that thought comes to my mind. So, Clint, what are what are some of your thoughts on this? You know, it's one of those things like I start reverting back to my initial training and, and thinking about it and how it's adapted over time and like I, I look back to, and I, I vividly remember in the academy do, going through the actual scenarios. It's in a controlled environment and you have an ambush scenario and it's kind of, you can do things to prevent certain things, but the reality is, is you're going to get ambushed. It's how you respond after the ambush. And I look back at that and I, and I remember my frame of mind and most people's frame of mind when you're going through this is the likelihood of this happening is very slim to none. It's a possibility and it's something you train for and it's there, but it's still slim to none that it would actually happen. Now, fast forward 15 years and, and looking at the reality of with how many ambushes take place on a regular basis and it's becoming such a a predominant problem within law enforcement, it's okay, now this is a reality. So instead of taking this for granted, we need to start looking at this as a whole and, and addressing these issues of what is the true problem here? Is it, is it training? Is it, is it uh, lackadaisical personalities when it comes to those officers? Or is it just a shitstorm of people who have such a, push against law enforcement. Um, honestly, I, my way of thinking, I think the, the laws have become so lax on so many things. Why not ambush police officers? Why not start pushing back? Because you know, the retribution, the the retributions or repercussions, repercussions, yes, (laughs) is not going to be near as severe as what it was once before. Yeah, I want to read from this Epic Times article, and it says the recent figure represents a 14% increase from 331 officers shot in 2022. There were 115 ambush-style attacks on law enforcement in 2023 that resulted in 138 officers being shot, 20 of whom were killed. So that goes to show that's basically one-third of the total officers shot were ambush-style attacks. And of course, this is no secret, right? We know exactly why this is happening. The defund agenda that took place and perpetuated throughout all things post-George Floyd have really created a toxic environment in an already toxic environment for police officers across the nation. You know, I look back at 2001 when 9-11 happened and, and kind of the push of, 
first responders, fire, police, uh, medical aid, they were glorified on how they responded to 9-11 and so many people supported them. And, and you, I guarantee if we would look at the statistics from then to now, it would have been substantially less. And it's because we vilified law enforcement on such a whole other level that there is not, and I'm not saying I need to be glorified by any means, but I'm saying is if we keep vilifying law enforcement as there, it's us versus them mentality, you're going to see this keep rising more and more. Now I'd be interested to, so we had those many officers shot last year. I'd be interested to see how many officers were just shot at in comparison. Mm-hmm. And because I, I guarantee that number will be staggering. Luckily, a lot of these criminals don't know how to shoot very well and our officers don't get a struck. In addition to that, I would love to see the study broken down as to officers shot at and shot who... um maybe we could have it broken down by state because I would love to see the state agenda sitting side by side on these numbers. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see that because I guarantee in the more liberal states, you're going to have a higher level of that. The good thing with us in in bigger states that have more police and, and have more presence is our training is on a higher level to where we can combat those and catch those before it turns into it. But what it comes down to is you're not going to be able to catch every ambush at every instance because you're going to that domestic thinking it's just your normal domestic and you get there. And as soon as you step out of the car, you're getting shot at like it's a normal thing. Yeah. And so the the question could be then what, what could you do? Right. Because you, you do the training and we see the headlines and you, you could only hope that would never happen to you or that you would never find yourself in a situation. But I think that as a consequence of the whole defund the police, we are now seeing, as we've talked about before, these numbers of hiring incentives for police departments across the nation grow to astronomical heights. And we were just talking about um, down payment incentives and, and other things that are in the, the works right now. And so I think that it's important for us to understand that Police departments are doing everything that they can on an individual level, or they're striving to, at least, um, fighting cities and, you know, whatever they need to do to get through all of the red tape to build up their training, to build up their numbers. And I think that when we understand and we know that, number one, if you're not working in a department that stands by what I just said, I think that you have way too many opportunities, especially right now, to find a department that um, supports you in a better way. But number two, I think that it comes down to the individual interactions that you have within your community. Clint, you do a fantastic job at this. And luckily for you, with a lot of the details that you have been in, you have had an opportunity to build community relationships. And I see it when I go out to events or certain things with you, and I see the way that the community responds to and interacts with you. I think that it's those small interactions that make all of the difference. Because the last thing that you want to do, although it could be inevitable, is end up being one of those jackass police officers that's on the next Instagram reel. That all comes down to being an authentic human and realizing that you're you're not above anybody else. You're there to do your job. And I think having that, that sense of um, just normalcy and connection with your community, that's a small step to be able to help to rectify and remedy some of this. 
And and I think we're just as guilty as both sides as law enforcement is we had that us versus them mentality. And, and I think that's where we fail at in a lot of ways is it's not an us versus them mentality. This is we're all in this together. We're all human beings and treat people accordingly. And, and more likely than not, you'll you'll be given the same treatment. I think, too, another thing that I have seen is some police officers fear fear speaking out um, when they know that someone is saying something that is off canter or something that they shouldn't be saying. I think as a police officer, if you took an oath to live by this and you're living by it with or without the badge on, that it's important for you to stand by your moral ground and to speak up and say something and to know that it's okay for you to have a voice and for you to to be the person to interject. Or perhaps you're overhearing a conversation of somebody speaking illy of the law enforcement without you even having to disclose that you're a cop. Perhaps shed some light on the, the other side to allow somebody to see something differently or share a story about how um, even as a police officer, how maybe a law enforcement officer changed your mindset or even why you became a police, like whatever you're comfortable with sharing. But I think that that's another problem post George Floyd is that a lot of cops are afraid to have a voice. And we saw this with the disgusting nature of police officers taking a knee for, for no reason, right? We, we saw, um, we saw these lions become sheep in the most disgusting way. And I think that Th- those of us, the other ones who who don't feel that way and who still feel that it's important to understand the connection between the Constitution and the work that you do as a law enforcement officer, to know that it is literally your right to have that voice, despite whether or not you wear a badge. You know, and, and it's funny that we speak on this. In, in our previous episode, we talked about sales and marketing with law enforcement. It's all... It's, same same thing in this concept is it's all about how you market yourself, how you sell yourself to be able to create that positive influence within your community and within uh, governmental dialogue in general. Because it's we have to outsell the other side. And if we do that, then we've won. Yeah. Great way to end the show. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.